Sean Casey will not return as Yankees hitting coach in 2024. Now what? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me as always is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Stacey? Happy Thursday, everybody. No baseball tonight. What? What? We're getting to that point now. We're getting to that point. Uh, thank you guys so much for clicking on the show. We're still five days a week here, even in the off season. So we appreciate you hanging out with us. Of course, we had uh, a plan for today's episode, and then we got a little news bomb dropped on us. So we got to talk about that. But uh, we, of course, will be giving you our Locked On Yankees World Series preview. Of course, we asked Locked On Yankees listeners and fans who they're rooting for. Kind of surprising at uh, the results. So we're going to talk about those a little bit later. We're also going to give you our World Series picks, our MVP picks. Uh, we're going to break down both teams and do all that fun stuff. But of course, Stacey, the big news uh, coming out on Wednesday. Uh, I'm taking this from The Athletic. It is linked in the episode description. Uh, Cuddy and Kirshner did a really good job on this article. You need a subscription. It's The Athletic. Check it out if you can. Uh, they posted on Wednesday, the mayor's stint with the New York Yankees is over. Hitting coach Sean Casey will not return to the team next season. He announced on his podcast what Casey said. Boone and I had talked about coming back next year and what that would look like. I told him that I'm not going to be able to come back next year. He explained that he didn't want to be away from his two teenage daughters who live in Pittsburgh for eight months of the year while he's in New York. He went on to add that working for the Yankees, one of the best experiences of his whole life had only glowing things to say. I went and watched uh, what he was talking about. Um, hey, why not? I'll link that in the episode description as well. Um, so you can go check that out if you want to go watch it. It's on YouTube, just like this is. So um, if you want to go check that out. But Stacey, your reaction to uh, our this, you know, first real news, uh, save the Aaron Boone essentially returning stuff. This is like straight up official from the horse's mouth. Your reaction to Sean Casey not returning. I'm not surprised. Um, just from how things were said and going toward the end of the season it felt kind of wishy-washy to me a little bit and his reasoning is perfectly um acceptable because you know you don't want to be like not around your kids for that long that's a long time and teenage years are kind of tricky so i understand that but hey maybe he can come back when they're in college and he doesn't have to worry about them anymore you know um and i'm happy that there's actual news that's what i'm happy about that there's sure. actual yankee news that we can talk about um but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I feel like he didn't, he wasn't around enough for me to really get a true gauge on. Um, I appreciated Stanton's comments on him. I appreciated DJ's comments on him. And again, someday when his kids are a little more grown, maybe he can either come back to the Yankees or be a hitting coach somewhere else. Yeah, he didn't rule that out. He went again, I'll leave it linked. Uh, the he, he talked about that potential future for him, possibly wanting to coach, why they're in a hitting coach role or as a manager, that manager. type of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not like surprised or shocked or anything <laughs> like that. I was a little like, Oh, Whoa. Oh, okay. That, that was kind of my reaction when I saw it uh, <laughs> on Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday morning, my time. So I, it was just kind of like, all right. Uh, again, that Cuddy and Kirshner article, which again is linked really went in, uh, pretty in depth and kind of revealed a few more things about the situation surrounding 
Sean Casey's tenure. Of course, they talked numbers and all that stuff. And yes, they were slightly worse. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing that was kind of interesting in there was that the front office and all of the minor leagues were still preaching Dylan Lawson's philosophy throughout the minors. But it was obviously now changed at the majors. Mm -hmm. So Dylan Lawson's philosophy, the philosophy that's been put in place throughout the entire Yankees organization was hitting the ball hard, pulling the ball and getting the ball in the air. Layman's layman's right. Those are the, the things, the pillars of Dylan Lawson's philosophy. Really easy to say, by the way, uh, Sean Casey, on the other hand, had stressed among other things, uh, pushing the ball to right center and working deeper counts. Mm. Now, those things can go hand in hand occasionally, obviously not pulling. Pulling is a very different uh, mentality than trying to go to right center field. And I totally, I, I think I align on that front, not necessarily pulling the bar ball super heavy. I've mm. seen that ruin a lot of careers. And um, I, I think I tend to be more in the right center field approach just personally. Um, so I, I don't disagree with Sean Casey's. I still feel like both of those things can be true at the same time, save the where you're aiming to put the ball. But uh, just kind of that that's weird that they were still pushing Lawson's philosophy reportedly hard in that direction while things at the major league level had completely shifted gears. And yeah. like I get like maybe you're not letting Sean Casey dictate what's going on in Tampa. I get that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I found that a little odd, especially when it came to Oswald Peraza had been called up and to um, – you know, Everson Pereira and Austin Wells, who had been playing with a different style. And by the time they get to the majors, now they completely change that style. That mm. felt a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. That is actually kind of strange, but see now, what does that mean? What would that mean for next year? <laughs> That's what we wanted to get into here today too, yeah, is, like <laughs> is like, it's hard for us to be like, who's going to be the coach. Right. Like that's what everybody wants to know right now. And you're not going to find an answer because I think this is going to go a little bit deeper because do they want to find someone who aligns with Dylan Lawson's mentality and continue that? Right. Or do they want to shift gears? And that's mm. something we don't know about the Yankees just yet. Again, I feel like it's not black and white uh, in this regard. If you're trying to pick between the two, um, there are good things and bad things about Dylan Lawson's strategy. Um, there are good things and bad things about Sean Casey's strategy. You have to play the strengths of your organization. You have to play the strengths of how the players feel. Obviously, the players really liked Sean Casey from everything that we heard. Um, but I'm very curious in what direction the Yankees ultimately end up taking here. Yeah, yeah, because the whole thing about the majors being completely different than the rest of the minors and those kids, if they come up to the majors, if it's still different, you know, like it, it's just changing your whole philosophy when you're really still learning how to be a player. Cause I mean, you're still learning how to do things when you're in the minors. And if you come up to the majors and things are completely different, it could kind of mess with you a little bit there. So I'm, I'm really curious about how that's going to carry over into next year, all levels, just to see what they do, because <laughs> it yeah. would be kind of weird if they continued with his philosophy when he's not there. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, not that I don't, I mean, like the team is obviously built in a certain way. Mm. The roster is built in a certain way, especially if you're thinking, okay, the left-handed stuff, right? You're 
obviously you want them to hit the ball in the air hard and poolside like <laughs> duh that's yes. what the stadium and what your roster in theory is supposed to be built for i get that right. side um mm, yeah <laughs> but you know i don't i don't know stace again i feel like there's a happy medium here I don't think you have to completely shift gears to where drop everything Dylan Lawson ever said. It's crap now like that. I don't right. think it's fair. Right. Um, because there are good things that come out of that. Look at the the quick ascension of guys like Anthony Volpe and Jason Dominguez, how fast they got there. And, you know, with these mentalities. Right. Of throughout their minor league careers, putting these mentalities into place. They clearly work to get them there. It's finding success at the major league level after that fact has been the problem, right? So finding somebody to do that, to find that happy medium and also get the respect of the players like Sean Casey rapidly did. Let's be fair. Rapidly yeah, did. It was really quick. It's not, yeah. It's not an easy find here. This isn't some, something that is, you just haphazardly, all right, now we go sign Reggie Jackson because he's mad at us in the media. Like, you don't just do that. You have to find the right fit, especially considering how bad the offense was in 2023. You have to find someone that has that respect and has the right mentality and is going to jive with everybody in the coaching staff, in the locker room, and with the players. Yeah, especially given the players who were on the Yankees who were struggling. Again, I mentioned DJ, I mentioned Stanton, and the glowing words for Sean Casey were really nice and really quick after he joined the team and the things that they were telling him to do. And, you know, Stanton, I know, was still having issues, but, you know, DJ was looking a lot better in the second half of the year. <laughs> Big time. Big yeah. time change for DJ LeMahieu. Um, So I'm curious. I don't think this isn't going to move as fast as when Dylan Lawson was fired and Sean Casey was hired. Oh, right, right. A, because they don't have to. Right. I know. <laughs> it's the offseason. They have plenty yeah. of time to find the right person. Uh, but B, I think they want to are gonna have to want to do this right. You you gotta do this right. This is this was the biggest sticking point, save injuries for 2023. You have to turn this offensive round. Mm -hmm. Um, so you gotta find the right person to do that. And that should be taken with serious care and with serious time. They should not rush this decision. I agree. And I hope they don't. I don't think they will. I think with everything that's happening with the audit and everything else. And yeah, I think they'll take they'll they'll they will take their time to do this. And it's going to be interesting to see who the candidates are and who eventually gets hired. We will see in the coming months. Again, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. I don't think it's going to be a quick, quick fix here. And again, there's really no need for that to happen. Mm -mm. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about Sean Casey being out. Are you surprised? Were you surprised when you got the news? Of course, Locked on Yankees Insiders got the news as soon as we saw it. Got it sent directly to their phones via text message. You can text us via the Locked on Yankees Insiders Club. It's in the episode description. There's a 14-day free trial there. You get Fan Mail Friday priority, which of course tomorrow is our Fan Mail Friday episode. So you can send us your questions now on youtube reply to the pin comment it is your last time this week to try and get in for this week's episode all right as promised throughout the week world series about to start friday night so we have our full breakdown and our predictions for the winner coming up next do you like free food good now how does free thanksgiving sound 
This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete. Ibotta is an app that gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, and it doesn't cost a thing to you. Starting November 1st, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Of course, you can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app and use code MLB to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, everydayers, you guys already know tomorrow's fan mail Friday. Your last chance to get us some questions here. You can ask us anything World Series. You can ask us about pitching. You can ask us about hitting philosophies. Everything that's we've been talking about here recently. And of course, anything else under the sun. It's the offseason. So have a little fun with it too. Uh, if you're on the YouTube side, you can reply to the pinned comment down below. That's coming up tomorrow. So hit subscribe. Stacy, we asked our viewers. Who they're rooting for? We have our World Series matchup, D-backs Rangers, just like everybody drew up back in spring training. So we <laughs> asked them yesterday, two days ago, uh, as a Yankees fan, who are you rooting for in the 2023 World Series? Would you be surprised, Stacy? Maybe not in the winner, but the percentages. 73% of locked on Yankees viewers are rooting for the Rangers mm-hmm. 73. I couldn't believe it was that high. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised it's that high. I'm not surprised that it is Texas, but the, I'm surprised that it was 73%. Yeah. <laughs> Little shocking. Uh, of course the comments uh, under it and the comments in our, just our regular episodes as well. Kind of the consensus was uh, some Jordan Montgomery love. Uh, obviously a couple of other former Yankees on that team or in that organization via Joey Gallo trade. But uh, yeah, I, I was shocked at the little like love for the D-backs. Um, yeah. I know that there are some fans that are happy that the Rangers rocked out the Astros. So they're rooting for them in that regard as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so I get that. Uh, and, and then on the Montgomery stuff, there was some, you know, maybe not because of Jordan Montgomery, but because of front office members ideas. Oh yeah. Okay, who, you know, who, um, that regard, <laughs> make them look dumb. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of shocking that it was that high 73 to 27%. Of course that poll is still open. So feel free to continue to vote on that if you like. Um, but Stacey, what are, what are some of your thoughts here? Just, uh, you know, zoom out a little bit heading into this world series matchup starting Friday night. Um, you joked at how no one dreamed of this matchup at the beginning of the season, but I don't think anyone dreamed of this matchup at the beginning of the playoffs. And we always love this kind of a matchup where it's two teams that people necessarily or not necessarily were thinking would get even past the first round. And here they are in the World Series. And this is my favorite thing about baseball. And as you said on the show yesterday, this is a baseball fan's World Series. Like, if you're really into baseball, this is the kind of World Series you want to watch. And I'm just excited. I think it's going to be really good. I think it goes at least six. I think it's going to be another one of those 
like longer series and just punching back and forth. And I feel like, you know, it's not going to be a cakewalk for either one of these teams. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. After we finished recording uh, Wednesday's episode, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about about the, the World Series matchup. And I was just kind of like, I feel like these this is one of those series that can be a seven game thriller or someone sweeps in four and it's like the Rockies <laughs> getting swept. Like there, it feels like there's no in between here. Hmm. Like that's what's crazy is this series has two teams that are flawed hmm. and kind of in literal sense, but in the figurative sense, wild cards here yeah. that you're just like, you don't really know what team you're going to get on any given night. And I feel like that just kind of creates to use the D-backs mantra, some chaos here. Like, it's going to be a little bit of chaos in this series, um, which, again, like, you know, you reiterated, it's this is a baseball fan's World Series. Uh, we wanted to break down both teams here today. I wanted to start with the Texas Rangers. Stacy. we've been following the Rangers all season, obviously. I follow them super closely here on the West Coast, given they're in the, the division that I'm very nearest to in the AL West. So it's still, and we saw it, on display in the ALCS, which Texas Rangers show up. Mm -hmm. And that has been their Achilles heel and their, you know, the good side of them all season all year. is which team shows up. And I feel like um, that's, again, part of the chaos of this whole thing is you really, like, the Rangers more so than the D-backs. The D-backs have shown us who they are all postseason. But yeah. the Rangers, I'm like, I, I don't know who you are, man. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, especially that ALCS, you know, um, neither team winning at home <laughs> and just the Rangers were so hot and cold. And yes, they led the division most of the way, but then they kind of really fell apart toward the end there and got the wild card. Um, I feel like they're one of those teams kind of like I feel like they're similar to the Phillies, where in some cases it's it's either all or nothing with them. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in this series though, with them. I feel like they're both teams are run, like they're on like a roll, you know? And I feel like, I don't think anyone's going to sweep. And I certainly don't think the Rangers are. I think the Diamondbacks are going to give them trouble. But um, the thing that worries me about the Rangers is the thing that everyone worries about with the Rangers, their bullpen. <laughs> yeah. Their bullpen is not great. Just straight up. It's not great. Mm -mm. They, don't have a legitimate lockdown closer. And in the World Series, man, that is a very, very tough thing to try and win a seven-game set without. Right. They obviously just pulled that off in the, the wild card or in the uh, CS, but it's different. It's different in the World Series, man. It is just different. Um, they obviously have some high-end starting pitching. Jordan Montgomery has emerged as a legitimate number one right now, even though he's not pitching in the one sometimes. Um, Nate Eovaldi's had a really, really good postseason as well. Um, and just the power that they possess is insane on, on, on the batting side of things. Like Adolis Garcia is a plan, a man on a different planet right now. Yeah. Um, and obviously the, the top to bottom of that order, there's no weaknesses really when you're looking at it, especially if you have guys factoring in like Jonah Heim stepping up, like and having a big series, like Semyon, Seeger, like it just doesn't get easier for opposing pitchers. And I think that um, they obviously have the upside when it comes to one through nine over the D backs. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because coming into this season or especially during 
this past off season, you know, they go after DeGrom, like they, they put themselves in this position where people are like, oh, they're really trying to go for it. And then by the end of April, DeGrom's gone and you're thinking, hmm. And, you know, something's happened. Uh, Evaldi stepped up big time in DeGrom's absence. And then they go after Jordan Montgomery and you're thinking, okay, that's a cool addition. He should be fine. The Max Scherzer thing. He has some trouble. Jordan Montgomery, just amazing what he's done for that team. And they're in the place where they should have been if the season had worked out the way they thought it would with DeGrom. Like this was their goal and they made it. And that's kind of amazing. I know they made it as a wild card, but they made it. They're here. They're in the World Series. And that's that's pretty cool. Oh, I really like that. That's a great little, uh, yeah, right there. That should have been DeGrom, but Montgomery stepped up in that massive, massive spot. Um, that's the Rangers. We got to talk about the Diamondbacks, tell you about their weaknesses, their strengths, and of course, give you our predictions, little bold predictions a little bit later on, bring it back to the regular season. Some predictions for World Series winner and MVP. That's next. Everyone should be able to care for themselves and their loved ones, no matter what. That's why our new sponsor, Jace Medical, offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat most common and deadly bacterial infections. And now Jace Medical now offers customization for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. You just choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace Medical also offers gift cards so you can grab one for your family or the rest of your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Locked on Yankees listeners get an exclusive offer if you go to jacemedical.com and you enter code locked on at checkout you'll get a $20 discount on your offer. Again, that's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com and get yourself a Jace case. Back here on Locked On Yankees, our final segment here on this Thursday edition of the show. Stacey, I want to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks now. The D-backs... I don't know how you're feeling about it. Uh, I know a little bit because we've been talking about it here over the last couple of weeks. But like the D-backs, here, here's here's what I'll say. The D-backs are so young and naive in their best way possible that they don't know <laughs> any better. Like they, right. they don't know. I mean, they know that they're doing something magical. They mm-hmm. know that. But they're just young and naive enough to not know any better that they shouldn't be here right now. Like right. they're just like, like they're, they're the perfect storm of act like you've been there before. And they're just like, dude, like, I'm going to just go ahead and get in line and, uh, or I'm going to walk into the bank and act like I work here and no one's going to say a word because of just my energy. And just, that's what I'm gonna do. That's how I feel like the D-backs are just like, don't say anything, bro. Like, don't say anything or yeah. we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Like, don't let them know. Don't let them know we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly just don't don't say anything bro let it be cool just be cool just be cool yeah <laughs> um the top of their order stays has been on fire and that's obviously been such a massive point for them uh in their like we're talking strengths and weaknesses of this team yeah. uh yeah the top of that order with Cattell Marte and Corbin Carroll and you know like and Gabriel Moreno like there is some serious young pop in that top of that order that again they're kind of just like just don't say anything bro like we're just gonna keep hitting like don't say a word yeah i'm impressed with corbin carroll because he's young 
and just it feels like there's the youthfulness, but it also feels like they're veterans also. Like they're just so like I like the swagger, but it's not too much. And I like that they they just feel they they look so comfortable playing because a lot of times younger teams will get into the playoffs and they'll just be overmatched by another team that has a little more experience than they do. And these guys are just rolling over everyone. I mean, look at the teams they've beaten and how they've beaten them. Um, I'm just so impressed with them. And again, I feel like this this matchup between the Rangers and the Diamondbacks is going to be, I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I feel like um, people shouldn't be sleeping on the Diamondbacks. Absolutely do not sleep on them right now. Uh, obviously, their pitching has been outstanding. Brandon Fott has been out of this world in this uh, postseason run. Um, Kevin Ginkle has, like, I feel like Kevin Ginkle right now could pitch every single day for the next 30 days and he wouldn't allow a run. Right. Like, it, he's <laughs> unreal right now. Like, for mm -hmm. that not to be your closer feels sacrilegious. Um, but when you have Paul Seawald to come in right behind him, like, if you get to the seventh, it's over. And that's what happened to the Phils. It's over. Yeah. It feels like it feels very similar to the Yankees dynasty bullpen, because basically once you got to the seventh inning, you didn't really do much against that bullpen, especially when Mo came in in the ninth inning. But you had the Stantons and the Nelsons and the Ramiro Mendoza's and like guys like that. And it just it's the same kind of thing with this bullpen. It's really amazing to watch and fun. It's kind of bringing back memories. I'm like, I remember when my team had a really good bullpen in the playoffs. <laughs> It feels like Stacy. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to my angel fandom here. Mm. It feels very early 2000s Anaheim, where you're going Francisco Rodriguez to Scott Shields to Troy Percival, and you're like, <laughs> how am I supposed to get a hit? And yeah. then you're just like, ooh, our, our uh, Jared Washburn didn't last that long here tonight. We need somebody for the sixth <laughs> inning. All right, Brendan Donnelly, who also has a 1.2 ERA. You're just like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't hit any of these guys. Like Kevin Ginkle in game seven, he came in in the biggest spot in the world mm -hmm. and stepped up and made Trey Turner look silly. He, struck, he got Bryce Harper to fly out. like, And he's just like, doop, 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 just cruising along. Yeah. Uh, so obviously pitching is of top of mind when it comes to the D backs, their weaknesses, however, Stace, we already said it a couple times, they're pretty darn young. And that, even though it's been a big part of why they've gotten there can also be a big part of why they could fall. Right. How do you perform under that pressure? The, the main guy, Evan Longoria. Like, obviously, but are they feeling that pressure? Like, I feel like they're not feeling that pressure because like they could have like, folded when they lost that game five and they just went into Philly and was like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, to be fair. Yes. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, but it doesn't mean that excuses them from being young. True. Still, They True. still very well could fold under that pressure. Again, the world series is a different beast, dude. Um, and just the bottom part of that order. I mentioned Evan Longoria. He just has not been hitting. Like yeah. he just has not been hitting. So like if you can get through the first four, essentially, yeah, like you have a pretty decent shot. If you can limit those first four guys, then you're going to be all right when you're facing uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's so, like you're but, facing the Yankees, so you'll be fine. Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Like, I mean, like Tommy Pham is starting. You know what I mean? Like, no offense to Tommy Pham, but like his numbers for the last few years, just, just, I, yeah. it's a miracle he still has a major league job at times. You're just like, man, this guy's betting like 160. This is insane. Uh, obviously, he brings more with the glove. But um, Stacey, I think it's time. We've been, we've been, dancing around this whole time predictions time 
as is customary, I will let you go first. Who is going to win the World Series? The Rangers. I feel like the Rangers are going to win in six. Wow. Rangers in six. Yeah. Uh, I'm going on the other side, Stace. Mm. I was sneaky in on the desert heading into the postseason. I obviously was more in on the fills. I was also a little bit more in on the Braves just because of numbers. But I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and ride this Cinderella story the whole way. I'm going to say Diamondbacks in six. Nice. So we both think it's going to be a long-ish series. It's like going to be yeah. a long series. Yeah. Uh, but I think it goes six. Stacy, uh, obviously you're picking the Rangers. So who would you have as World Series MVP? I think Jordan Montgomery is going to continue his insane pitching performances and he's going to win the MVP. Wow. <laughs> J-Mo, Monty, just to really make everybody in Yankee land very happy. Hey, mm -hmm. There are legitimate fans who are legitimately happy. It'll make CeCe Sabathia very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. It'll it'll make a lot of people very happy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Arizona Diamondbacks second ever World Series MVP to go along with the historic Luis Gonzalez will be Corbin Carroll. Mm, yeah, I think there's no way Corbin Carroll doesn't show up here in this series. I think Corbin Carroll's the cool cu cucumber, the the other side of the pillow, and he's gonna step <laughs> up and he's gonna show up. He has been the secret leader of this team, and I think he's going to ride it all the way to the promised land. Yeah, that's a kiss of pick. death from Steve, though. So no. <laughs> once I say something, that means it's not going to happen. <laughs> so you know that means Rangers in four. Uh, <laughs> let us know your predictions here for the World Series. Who are you rooting for? Of course, you guys can still go vote on that poll if you so like. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, there's also a couple links down in there. Uh, that I've left. If you're going to want to go watch the Sean Casey stuff, if you want to read the athletic article, that's all in the episode description for today. Coming up tomorrow, Fan Mail Friday. You get priority by joining the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club, so go do that now. There's a 14-day free trial. Try it out. See if you like it. We'll be texting with you guys throughout the World Series as well, of course, including the offseason. Um, but that's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.